You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series and syndicating for the A-List online. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith and the interview subject that I have set up for you today is a fellow by the name of Mike Howe. He's from the band Metal Church. The reason for the conversation is to promote Metal Church's brand new studio offering for 2018, Damned If You Do. Let's have a listen to what Mike has to say. Here we go. Mike, Andy Mackay-Smith, how are you, mate? Hey. Good, Andy. How are you, sir? Mate, I'm not too bad. I've certainly been looking forward to this conversation here. Uh, and I don't know where um, to start, really, except I've got to say this. Holy shit, I was not expecting it. I'm talking about this new album here from you <laughs> guys. <laughs> it's a cracker. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I, I actually... I very much appreciate that. I didn't let the cat out of the bag, although it looks like I didn't, because I actually went onto Twitter. When I first got downloaded it from the Nuclear Blast portal, you see, and I was listening to it in the uh-huh. car and... At first, I didn't. I've got to be frank, mate. At first, I didn't realise it was you guys. I thought it was some other young and up and coming thrash metal outfit because there's a lot out there these days. As you can appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> and I was talking to John from well, thank you. Fifth Angel about something similar. Okay, but I'll, I'll make the point here. But mm-hmm. and I thought, God, who's this that's playing at the moment? So I left it on, and I don't have an inbuilt car speaker system these days because I've got a 2006 Jeep, and well, it's just very agricultural inside. So I'm listening to it on my iPhone speakers. And when an album comes through uh-huh. very strongly on my iPhone speakers, I know it's been recorded well, produced well, but more, more to the point, the songs are done incredibly well. But damned if you do, um, I, I went onto Twitter, and I think I, I, you might control your Twitter, but I think I, I got out of the car and I thought, God, I've got to let somebody know about this album. I know it's not out yet, but I think I said, uh, holy shit, Metal Church, what's going on here? <laughs> Someone replied back from, from the Metal Church who was running it, uh, the Twitter page, said, hang on, the album's not even out. You said, yeah, I know, but geez, it's, it's a cracker. It's an absolute cracker. So my question for you is after that very long point, mate, is where the hell's this come from? It comes from the heart and soul, you know. I know we don't. It, you know, we don't try. You know, we don't contrive our music. We don't overthink it. You know, it's just a basic process that Kurt and I have always gone through the same way. And you know, we get inspired by certain things, and Kurt goes in and, and lays down tracks and plays them for me and I get up in front of a microphone and I scream out what comes out and we just try to keep it natural and organic and see what happens. I think that's what artists, you know, what we try to do anyhow as artists is try to be true from our heart and give it all we've got and, and that's all we can do. And sometimes you, as an artist, you you know, hit a home run, sometimes you hit a triple, sometimes you knock it off, you know, but we we just we just worked at it and had fun, you know. We we don't really overthink it and we like I said, we try to have as much fun as possible during the process and not make it a chore. And we know when it becomes starts becoming a chore in the writing process, we move on and leave that song behind and don't beat it into the ground and move on until we're we're excited and happy about something. And, and that's basically our process. And, mm-hmm. and I think it really works well for us, I believe. I think it does. I think it does too. And I mentioned earlier, I had a conversation with John from Fifth Angel, who you probably know, because they're a fellow Seattle band yeah. originally, like you guys. But their album yeah. is yeah. very different to yours, but they've hit it out of the park as well. But it is going to present some challenges, oh, nice. if you don't mind me saying. And the, the challenges are this. I think this is music that, isn't going to reach the audience that it could potentially reach. Now, through no fault of your own, it's just that it's so bloody hard to cut through all the noise on the internet 
and the work, work, work these days via the various bloody social media platforms and the like that are out there. But, mate, how do you plan on promoting an album such as this? I know you've got your traditional, your tours, you've got Facebook, but I reckon I'd love to see you guys and Fifth Angel get out there with a with the Rings of Saturn and a Thy Art as Murder, mate, because the energy's there, and that's key. The energy's there. So have you thought about how you're going to promote this and potentially reach what I'd describe as a younger audience? Well, you know, it's a difficult dance, Andrew, in this day and age, you know. Uh, as you're fully aware of all the situation of our, our business and, hmm. and the internet and all that. But on another personal note, you know, we're, we're very grateful to be able to still uh, write and record albums and get them out in our 50-somethings, but we do have families and, and home life uh, responsibilities that we have to take yep. into account as well. So to be able to, you know, it's not going to be like we could get out on the road in, uh, like a 20-year-old with no responsibilities and just play, you know, 300 shows a year and try to do it that way. So we can only rely on our, our record company, which we... Uh, uh, totally happy with the Rat Pack Records in the United States, and they're working their asses off to do their best through those platforms you mentioned. And uh, you know, other than that, I personally don't know. Being a fifty-something-year-old guy who's out of touch with the business per se, because I have my, you know, my, my home hmm. life and yep. what other things they can do, because I believe that they're doing their best. Uh, work that they can and, and I fully believe in it so I'm very grateful to Rat Pack Records and we would just have to hope that the uh, uh, gods of metal will shine down and, and maybe there will be someone and it'll yeah. catch on right yeah, yeah, it's a bit like that. You can only ever put your best foot forward, and you've certainly done that here. So, I mean, what needs to be there is, and I hate using this term, but it is what it is, okay, in the business. It is product. It is musical product at the end of the day. It's stuff out there that it's available for people sure. to purchase through streaming because that's how people do it these days. I don't know a lot of older people, including myself, we tend to like CDs. I've actually drifted back towards CDs, right. which is remarkable. Um so I've got kids right. these days too, mate. So it's um, I, they tend to like the album covers, if you like. So I've only got a few these days, stuff that gets sent to me because I do a lot of podcasting and obviously indie, indie journalism. Uh-huh. So people send me things uh-huh. and um, the kids love listening to CDs because they love being tactile with it rather than just going to the iPhone or the iPad and yeah. s- scrolling through yeah, scrolling through yeah. that way. So, But yeah, look, it's yeah, uh, yeah. yourself and, and Kurt, you've had quite a brotherhood over the years. So if, if you could describe the relationship between the two of you, what would you say? It's just, um, you know, Kurt is such a, a giving, selfless kind of artist. You know, he's really a sweet, sweet man, you know, and he's, hmm. he doesn't, his amazing talent is not something that he, you know, that gives him an ego. So it, I don't I, I don't know many rock stars on a personal level like that. I mean, I know rock stars, but I don't know them on a personal level like I know Kirk. And, mm. You know, he's a close friend of mine, but he is very unassuming in his talent, and he just loves making music, and that's what gives him, you know, his greatness to me. So to be part of that is very special, you know, for him to be able to let me come in and he and I writing music together, unselfishly giving of each other without any kind of head trips or, you know, weirdness. Mm. <laughs> you, know, it's a, yeah. you know, that can be people, you know, there's no, there's no 
bad feelings or any kind of jealousy. It's just a great relationship, and I'm very thankful for it. So when I think you can break down all these barriers in life that human beings have towards each other and insecurities, and you can just you know do something together without these human traits and insecurities, then you might have a chance of making something that's special. And to me, uh, you know, uh, it's special to me, and it's special to him, and, and that's where it starts. And, and I think when you do that, think certain people will see that it is something special and, and we like to share it and hopefully uh, you know, people will get something out of it and enjoy it. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Now just a question about you personally, mate. If you don't mind me saying, you look extraordinarily fit, extraordinarily fit and together. Okay, so I'm not far behind you in terms of the age stakes, but do you have a regime or what do you do? I mean, you, you mentioned you've got a family life, as I do. No doubt you've got uh, professional commitments outside of Metal Church, and then you've got Metal Church. There's a lot on the plate. So how do you keep it all together? Well, I mean, I think it's just basically trying to um, balance life and eat eat healthy, you know, sleep well, and, and I do yoga. So ah, yeah. those three things, you know, trying to, mm. trying to eat, and, you know, eat healthy, uh, sleep, sleep enough, and, uh, you know, you know, keep your mind right. You know, uh, yoga is a great thing for me, you know, stretching and meditating and keeping strong in the core, that, that all helps for me. So mm. that, that's what I do to, to try to keep myself centered in life, and uh, it helps. You know, we all have our challenges, and I do too, but these, these things these things are what I do to try to keep myself, uh, you know, on the straight and narrow and being able to <laughs> do what I love to do. Let me ask you a question. I hope you don't mind me asking this one here, but um, David Wayne and his legacy, do you get punished by any of the old school fans about that? Or is it, is it? I mean, you, you've been in the band far longer than he ever was and you've released far more albums than what he was, he, he had when he was in the band. But do you still, do you get a cohort of fans that punish the band and the band's members about maybe, uh, maybe not giving that period of the band's catalogue enough attention? Well, I mean... There's a, a certain amount that just, you know, uh, just a couple songs that come to mind, like Town of Bricks or uh, the Mountain Church, Mountain Church song. But, hmm. no, uh, my my response to this kind of uh, uh, question is, you know, David Wayne was an amazing heavy metal singer in his right, you know, and he was there in the beginning with this, uh, you know, iconic album, Metal Church, Metal Church, and then The Dark That Followed. And, there's no disputing his contribution to the metal church uh, beginnings, and and I respect that totally. And but having said that, for me the transition, which made it uh, easier for me, I believe, for the fans to accept me and, and for who I was, is that he and I uh, have a, a different heavy metal style. Mm. His you know his his style is a screaming high pitched screams, you know, and that's, it's a great metal style, but that's not my style. And I came in with a growling, you know, yelling, controlled yelling, uh, you know, kind of heavy metal style. So I believe that because it was so different, my voice and his voice, that it was it made the transition for the fans a lot easier than, than it would have been if I tried to emulate him in his screaming style. Yeah, it wouldn't work, I don't think, for the material you guys have been doing really since you've been the vocal because you've, you've been the vocalist now for. A, I know you, you had uh, a tenure there in the uh, in the late eighties and early nineties, but you've been doing what you've been doing with the band now for about fifteen years, I think, isn't it? Yeah, but 
And that and that's another testament to Kurt Vanderhoof's songwriting capabilities, you know, because he knows how to take into account his vocalist that's in his band and write write music that's more, you know, appropriate for the style of singing that whoever's singing his band is, is doing. Hmm. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. So when he starts you know, he starts writing, you know, he starts writing music and, and putting together songs, the basic outlines of songs, he's thinking of Mike Howe's voice when I'm the singer. And so he realizes that oh he's got a guy that can sing like this instead of that guy, and then he sculpts the songs to to be able to be more closely to something that I can uh, you know fit into and what he and I like to hear for for us you know mm, yeah definitely yeah no that's a really good point you make there actually yeah yeah and what about what about the band's uh, connection to Australia over the years so I mean I, I, being of a similar vintage to yourself. I remember the '90s. <laughs> they weren't pleasant to just about every metal yeah, band yeah, out there. Yeah. <laughs> so, but I, I yeah. always followed the band and and sort of kept tabs on what you guys were doing, especially with the rise of the internet and the like. But did you get a lot of feedback from us over the years? Well, unfortunately, this is you know uh, the Australian continent and in, in, uh, down under there is, is something that's eluded us. I don't know why. Uh, maybe the distance and the uh, you know the it takes, you know, a promoter with, you know, some risk to, to put up the money and that is needed for a band to come down uh, to Australia and play. And so uh, I, I I hope and uh, I wish that uh, a promoter down in that area will take the mantle up and, and try to get us down there. But uh, it's a difficult one to, to, to try because... I don't know what the I know the metal scene down there is good, and I don't know what the overall metal church band scene would be, and it might be a risk for a promoter to try to put up enough money to be able to get us there and do shows. But mm. I, I don't really know that. But we are exploring that very thing this year. We've really emphasized and put the feelers out to Australia and saying we really want to come there. So are are there any takers that want to start negotiating and see if we can get down there and you know we don't want them to lose money and we definitely you know we're not we can't lose money we have to survive you know and make yeah. enough money to get down there hmm. so it's it's a fine dance and that's part of the music business nowadays you know it's a, it's a difficult one for a band like us to do but we're we're not giving up and we are keeping fighting the good fight to try to play wherever we can Good on you, good on you. And look, I'll ask you one more question because it doesn't sound like that. Or somebody, somebody might be in the background there, but I didn't hear anybody beep through. So, um, are you cool if I ask you one more That's question? Okay. No, yeah. I think I think you're it. Go ahead. Okay. The uh, the Mega Cruise, is, I think it's called Mega Cruise, isn't it? Uh, that you're doing with Megadeth, uh, yeah. Anthrax, Testament. God, you've got to be looking forward to that at the end of 2019. Yeah. Yeah, it's very exciting, and. Uh... Uh, Megadeth, since I've been back in the band, Megadeth has been a very um, uh, awesome supporter of Metal Church and their resurgence with me and the band. And they, they've, uh, Dave, the two Daves are amazing and, and, and they're very kind to us. And they took us out on the month long tour 2017 in the fall. And we played over in Europe and they, they let us open a couple slots for them in Norway and Sweden, I believe. And also, they have been very supportive of us, and so we're thankful to them, and we look very much forward to playing that cruise and, you know, with a bunch of our peers at that time, and our Armored Saints on there and Anthrax, and there's a lot of great bands of, of our era, so it mm. should be very exciting. 
Indeed. Well, look forward to that as you should uh, look forward to a raucous response to this outstanding album that you've come out with that's going to be released on the 7th of December this year, mate. So congratulations on that again. Not just that, though, on a stellar career and long may you continue to do what you're doing. Andrew, thank you so much. I appreciate your kind words and I appreciate what you do in getting the word of Metal Church out there. No problem at all, mate. (laughs) No worries. Okay, all the best. All right, buddy. Okay. All right, you take care. You too. Cheers. Bye. You have been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series and syndicating for the A-List Online. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith, and that interview featured my cow from the outfit Metal Church. Thank you so much for listening.